Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Bring it back old school today. Happy Friday, everybody. It is Nuanas now. You're listening to 1029 ESPN Missoula, or you're watching statewide on SWX Montana Television. If you want to watch in a different way, a new age way, go on YouTube. I know you already got it stuck on your cell phone anyways. You probably got it under the favorites. You probably already watch it a couple hours a day. Check out our YouTube channel on there. I just Google my last name, N-U-A-N-E-Z. It's easy. If you want to listen to the show live, all you got to do is go to our website, 1029ESPN.com. There you can click on the Listen Live tab. You'll find the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to get involved, well, you can give me a call. You can shoot a text. 361-3688. That's 361-3688. Jam-packed show like we always do around here. Big night in Big Sky Conference basketball last night. Montana State's women won for the seventh straight time. The Lady Grizz won for a third straight time. So a couple good wins by the women's basketball teams. In Montana, the men are at home this weekend, and uh, a couple eye-opening results. Eastern Washington absolutely looked like the Big Sky Conference favorite that they were voted on in the preseason polls. They trounced Montana State, 93-76. And Montana, the surprising win of the evening, but it's not so surprising when you realize the usual suspects involved in the action. Montana takes down Weber State 80-67, to snapping Weber State's five-game winning streak. 
and it was an impressive effort by the Grizzlies. Montana, they did it exactly how Travis DeCure wants them to do it. Coach DeCure after the game. Guys, defense wins games. Um, I don't know that I can put it any way better than that. Um, our guys were tuned in to the scout, uh, made a few adjustments to some of the things that we've been struggling with in the past. Uh, but we were the pressure on the defensive end, and I thought that's what led to the victory. Guys. You can hear the passion in Travis DeCure's voice. And I think in, in the business that I work in, where we analyze this stuff, sometimes ad nauseum, and we give you takes, and sometimes they're hot, sometimes they're cold. But we try to shoot you as straight as we possibly can around here at Nuanez now. And I got to take one on the chin because I criticize the Grizz. Uh, I've been more critical of this Grizz team than any Grizz team I've covered, and I've been covering them for a long time. Uh, I, I thought that although that they have flashes of the talent that they possess on their roster, and you can see exactly what they got going on uh, in terms of what they want the future to be, they have left a lot to be desired. And I think it's been issues that stem from a variety of things. The state of circumstances in the world at large, the youth on the roster, how many new faces they have. And I think in a lot of ways, a bunch of personalities that were still getting used to getting coached by Travis DeCure. And Coach DeCure always talks about consistently for seven seasons. I've heard him talk about this. He always asks his guys, does success breed success? If you win, does that then build upon itself? A lot of coaches would say yes. Travis DeCure says no. And I agree with what his premise is. What he's trying to get at is just because you do something right one day, one game, you have to re-engage to do it the next game. And I think that he's been trying to emphasize the way that he wants his team to win, the way he wants his team to play games, the way he, he wants his team to operate. And you could hear the passion in his voice yesterday. All the criticism about this team has been their mis-execution offensively, their inability to score the ball. Uh, just how the lack of flow, the lack of chemistry. I had a realization last night. I had a realization that I wasn't listening to Coach DeCure very well either. He's never going to delineate from what has made him one of the most successful coaches in the history of the Big Sky Conference. He entered this season having won 75% of his league games. He entered year seven having won four regular season Big State Conference championships and advanced to two NCAA tournaments, been to the championship game four times at the Big Sky Tournament. His, his resume speaks for itself. He was never going to have flexibility or delineate from the way he wants to operate his program, particularly considering how young and inexperienced this roster is. So he's been hammering at home, and he's never professed this, but you have to believe that he's had faith that they would turn a corner, that they would figure this out, that Montana would get back on track. And they did it in an absolutely huge way last night. And because they had their best defensive effort of the year, they held Weber State, a team that was averaging 85 points per game, fourth most in the entire United States of America entering the weekend. Because they held Weber State in check, because they never let them get in flow. That was their second lowest point total of the entire year. Then of course, Montana scored its highest point total of the entire season. 80 points is their most against a Division One opponent. They looked so much better on offense. They looked so much more. Uh, they looked like they had so much more continuity. They looked like 
Uh, they had so much more chemistry. They shared the ball at a very high level. 19 assists. Cam Parker had six assists. Brandon Whitney had six assists. Kyle Owens leads the way. A career high, 27 points. He knocked down 11 of 16 shots, and he looked like the second coming of Syed Pridgett, except for he was knocking down threes, too. He had he was 4 or 5 from deep, and uh, the 27 points surpasses his career high from earlier on this year. So Kyle Owens is a guy that had led the team in scoring for quite some time, and then he had a little bit of a lull. He had a great game against Sacramento State in the first game on the road the end of January, and then he battled a little foul trouble in the second game, and then he was not really an offensive factor last weekend in Portland, but he bounced back in this game, and uh, he was big the whole time. He, he limped off the court to end the first half, but then he came back with a vengeance in the second half, and uh, uh, he had the Grizz just straight rolling. So uh, Montana, I saw several different things last night. that, And this is what's so fascinating about covering sports. You can start to pick up on trends and tendencies and what the strengths and weaknesses are t- of teams are. And those things incrementally build, and they reveal your, themselves to you. When you've been doing it for a really long time, you can sort of get this catalog. But every once in a while, you'll have a moment where a team has a breakthrough or where they kick down a door or they revert back to their best selves. Travis DeCure, to me, watching him coach, has seemed frustrated. He seemed even more uh, abnormally intense. He seemed to be uh, on his guys, and he's been you know, very, very despondent after they lose. And that's because he's a competitive person. But also, I think that he's been just hammering at home, hammering at home, waiting for it to click. And then it clicks. And then they have the performance like they had last night. They played with a swagger. The whole thing that's been missing is the confidence, the swagger, the way that they carry themselves. They just didn't look like a Grizz team. The Grizz, the iterations of the Grizz since I was in college back at the University of Montana in the mid-2000s, from Larry Kostowiak to Wayne Tinkle to Travis DeCure, the thing that all three programs shared in common was the swagger, the way that they carried themselves, just how confident they were, and the way that they used that confidence to their advantage. They looked like that again last night. The Grizz looked like the Grizz of old. They were having fun. They were celebrating. They they were uh, they were just clowning the other team. I mean, they were on top of Weber State, having such a great time controlling and dictating the tempo of the game from start to finish. And Coach Takir had that swagger back too. And then you heard it in the post game press conference as well. So I know I just did an entire eight minutes just on this game, but I just was so impressed with the Grizz last night, and uh, it was just this revelatory moment for me. The rest of the show, by the way, Nuana is now. 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide SWX Montana television I'm all hyped up because it's a Friday and every Friday I get to hit up the Florence Coffee Company kiosk right there on Palmer Street that's my go-to the gals over there they'll take care of me I got myself a little iced latte today Reese he's sipping on a blue lotus in the back it's Valentine's Day this weekend (laughs) most people would tell you you're already up a creek if you haven't gotten your plans figured out but I still think you got a lot of time. You, you can still be a pre-planner in my eyes. It's not till Sunday, but gentlemen or ladies, whichever one's listening to the, this fine show, head on down to Florence Coffee Company. I guarantee you your significant other would love a gift card or a bag of coffee or whatever else. You might want to get them down there at Florence Coffee Company. Every Friday, we stay up late. We enjoy Florence Coffee Company right around here. No matter where you're at in Missoula, there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. I'll get to what we got in the rest of the show, but then we're also going to hear. So we're going to hear here just in a moment 
from Cam Parker, Josh Bannon, and Kyle Owens. Those three guys were the offensive catalysts for Montana last night. They're also the defensive catalysts for Montana last night. And, oh, by the way, all three of them are left-handed. That's pretty funny. It was a fun interview with those guys. We're also going to hear from Travis DeCure before uh, the first segment here is in the books. Uh, at about 4.30, we're going to hear from Danny Sprinkle. He's Montana State's head coach about that Eastern Washington game. We'll give you a little breakdown on that one as well. I was able to watch that one pretty closely as well. And then, of course, it's a Friday, so Carolyn, our resident chick who doesn't know sports, is stopping by. Top of the hour, we're going to share a really cool portion of our Grizz Greats episode, the most recently released one. Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, our 25-part podcast series commemorating the University of Montana's run to the 95 National Championship. It marches on. And this week, Johansi Manzanares is our featured episode. And a really good interview with him. He's a very interesting guy, very um, connected to his intellect and his spirituality and has great reverence and great memories for what that championship run meant to him. So we'll have Johansi snap by. And usually... We double up the Nuanas now on Fridays. Usually Brooks Nuanas comes by, but uh, he had a, he has a, another obligation through his other job. He, he's a wine and beer salesman for George's Distribution, and so he's got a, a little tasting he's got to attend, so he won't be able to stop by. I'd love to have him uh, on the radio, even if he is drinking beer, but, uh, you know, it's not in the cards. He's going to enjoy himself tonight. So instead, our good buddy Riley Corcoran is going to come and swing on by, and this is going to kind of replace Riley's Monday appearance Memo for everybody out there. Uh, Monday, I'm going to be in Bozeman. We're still working out the details of a remote, but we will have Nuanas now. But uh, I got to get over to Bozeman because on Tuesday, they're doing the official introduction for Brent Vegan, the uh, new Montana State football coach. But I'm going to have an opportunity to go over there and get some interviews uh, from everybody around the Montana State Athletic Department, including hopefully uh, Coach Vegan. So we'll hear uh, from Riley Corcoran. He'll stop by to break down the Weber State game and the rest of Around the Big Sky. And uh, we'll also have a little bit of fun. It is Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide SWX Montana television. Now let's hear from the Grizz players from last night. Josh Bannon, Cam Parker, Kyle Owens. These guys were the catalysts on both sides of the ball. Here's the Grizz players after their 80-67 to victory over Weber State last night in Missoula. Uh, sure, I'll start. Kyle, uh, I mean, do you think that that was the, the win you guys needed to break through? I mean, that must feel pretty good to be one of the better teams in the league. Yeah, um, it's a great win. We've just, we just been focused on getting a uh, getting the uh, streak going. So we good win, but now we're moving on, focusing on Saturday. That's an interesting point because I think that you guys now are five and one on Thursday and haven't won yet on Saturday. So how much is it going to take now then to refocus? Yeah, we just got to, we just got to keep listening to the coaches, what they're telling us to do. And then we just got to keep trusting each other as well. Any uh, offensive adjustment you guys made to get you a bunch of open looks tonight? Or I mean, what, what was, how, how were you able to get going uh, so well offensively? I think the ball is just moving. I think we was just moving until we got an open shot, and then that just comes with the, my teammates trusting me to hit my shots when I get it in my spots, and we just go from there. Hey, Cam, same question for you. I mean, what was working offensively tonight? I mean, how, how are you guys able to move the ball uh, so well? Uh, I think with me it's a little different just because whenever I drive, people just automatically assume I'm a pass. So when he has 27 and Whitney has 10 and – you know, guys are scoring, JB scoring, like people like that are scoring. It's hard to, you know, uh, contain me going to the uh, going to the paint and then containing them because if he's hitting threes, you know, if these guys are hitting threes, like what else is there to do? So when, whenever they go crazy, it's just easier for me to get to the paint, to be honest. 
And last question for me, Josh. Uh, defensively, I mean, Weaver's been scoring about 85 a game, and you guys held him in the 60s. So what was the game plan, and how were you guys able to execute it? Um, I think we just spent a lot of work in this past week on some con- conceptual stuff. We put some practice in, and I think we just did a much better job. We played a lot harder and intensity, lifted to a new level, and we just executed some of that stuff. And we're lucky to reap the benefits of that. Um, for I guess I, this could be for Cam. Uh, did you guys feel like you maybe were moving the ball better than you have most games this season? Because you know I, there was like the play in the first half where Mike found you for an open three, and then there was a lot of sequences where you found Kyle. You know, kind of in that corner spot, especially with the shot clock winding down. Did you feel like the ball movement was really as good as it's been all year? Uh, yeah, kind of like uh, JB said, like just in practice, we've been, you know, going over making the extra pass, making the extra play and really trusting each other. So on offense and defense, like there's a question like how is our defense so well? You know, coaches showed us a lot of film and we were kind of just being selfish and hugging on our own guys versus helping our own teammates and making ourselves better as a team. So uh, I would just say uh, just coach showing us film and then we have a lot of unselfish guys here and we don't really have any ego. So everyone's just happy when the next person scores. And then for Kyle and Josh, you know, as kind of forwards, you guys still had to close out on some of those guards and really shut down their three point game as well. Like, how are you guys able to, I guess, kind of limit them, you know, especially, you know, that's one of the best parts of their games. Um, I think it really just comes down to team defense, really trusting that if you close out and take away the three, one of your teammates will have your back and he'll rotate to the next guy. And it's just keep keep rotating, flying out to the next guy was one of our big focuses for the game. Kyle, how much do you enjoy uh, shooting in that short corner right in front of your own bench? Because then you could just turn and celebrate with him when you make it. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was a hot spot for tonight. I mean, it was fun with my teammates right there because they're just yelling and celebrating the whole time. So it's fun. Uh, Kyle or Josh, um, how would you just describe what it's like when, when Cameron's kind of doing his thing and he gets you into so many good good spots? And, and like you said, you got to know that, uh, if, hey, if you cut, you're, you're likely to get the ball. Like, So how would you just describe what it's like when, when Cameron's kind of facilitating getting everyone involved? Um, I would say, I mean, that's just picking up on uh, – Knowing how he plays, knowing that he's trying to look to get the open man the ball, he's trying to look shots. So it's fun playing with him for sure. And you're not going to ask me what it's like to pass to them? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. How, well, is it for you? Is it is it a comfort level? Like, is that the biggest thing as the season has gone on for you? Uh, yeah, honestly, I just like making that the pass, and I just like seeing other people score. But it's a lot easier when you have guys that can, you know, get it in the bucket as easy as uh, all my team does. So I'm just grateful that I have guys that are able to score so easy and effortlessly. And we're the three lefties, so some had to be going on. <laughs> the three lefties. I'm going to start calling them that. Josh Bannon's a freshman from Australia. Cam Parker, a junior from uh, the Portland, Oregon area. And Kyle Owens, the uh, Southern California kid. He's a sophomore. I appreciate those guys for taking some time after the game last night. It is Nuanez now. I am Coulter Nuanez broadcasting to you live on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Let's get right to it because we got to keep rolling. we got a lot of sound to share with you today. Travis Secure, Montana's seventh-year head basketball coach, after his team's 80-67 to victory over Weber State last evening. Guys, defense wins games. Um, I don't know that I can put it any way better than that. Um, our guys were tuned in to the scout. 
uh, made a few adjustments to some of the things that we've been struggling with in the past. Uh, but we were the pressure on the defensive end, and I thought that's what led to the victory. Did you see a, a difference in practice and preparation for this game, Travis, leading up to it, just in terms of being locked in? And, and did you expect to play this way defensively tonight? Yes, and, and part of that is how intense practice was for three days. Usually we have one hard practice, scout on Tuesday, and then Wednesday you kind of review some things and try to be fresh going into the game. But we, 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 we were in grind mode for three consecutive days. Uh, a lot of things, drills that you typically don't do two days before a game, we did. Um, and I thought it, it had carryover. When you talk about transitioning, then the fact that you scored a season high in points when you played your best defense, I mean, is that a teaching moment for your for your team? No question. And, and you know, that that's part of your maturity, though, is that if you haven't experienced playing defensive-minded style of basketball and having that carry over to the offensive end, you, you really don't believe that that's how it works. Um, and you, you see it at the highest level, right? There's, there's guys out there scoring a ton of points but they're not producing wins. And we just have to continue to focus on all the things that matter. And I thought our guys did that today. Well, last one for me, obviously the defensive effort was great, but what was the most important factor in the defensive effort? I mean, was there anything particular you were doing well, or was it just a matter of mental focus? Pressure. We, we, we got them out of rhythm. We took away their, their flow. Um, and, and the shots that they typically get weren't there. So they had to create something else. Um, and, and sometimes that's hard to do when you didn't necessarily prepare for that. So we guarded, we guarded a lot better than we have all year. And, and I think that we caught them off guard with that a little bit. So they'll make adjustments. We, we got to be better Saturday than we were today. Just talk about Cameron Parker, what he's kind of brought to the team. And, and he just seems to get you guys in good, good spots offensively, especially as of late. He's really good at getting in the paint. And, and when he gets in the paint, he finds open guys. And I think what happens, he's such a good passer, and he's a pass first, that the rim opens up for him a lot, and he finds himself not guarded. And that leads to high pass for him. Uh, but he plays the game the right way on the offensive end, and it's play with guys like that. And, and so I, I think guys work hard to set one another to move to open places. But the biggest thing for him, I think, that's five minutes of the game, six minutes of the game, was his decision-making with the game on the line. And he's grown in that area where there might have been some things not there. Um, there, hoping to find things he made sure and, and, and found what he was looking for. Offensively, I mean, obviously Kyle had a, a great game, but a couple of the buckets, especially, you know, in that corner three, came at the end of the, the shot clock. And when Weber State had kind of cut it to five or six and they were trying to make a little run, I guess when you're up like that, sometimes those – is it the time? Is it sometimes like the timing of the the buckets can sometimes be bigger than you know that the actual on themselves? No question. Um, there's there's nothing worse than defending for 28 seconds and thinking that you, you you're gonna get a shot clock violation and all of a sudden someone hits a three. Um, that's heartbreaking and and to have that happen three or four times in a half, sometimes that breaks you and and I don't know that that's what happened but. It does that. It happens to our guys in practice all the time because we'll have really good possessions and then someone jumps up and makes a shot and guys, you know, guys get by that. And so those types of shots are, are key. They give us confidence and sometimes they get into the thought process.
process of the defense. And and so we don't want to be in that situation, but when you are, if you can make those shots, those typically last one for me, you talked about, you know, just playing playing forty minutes, finishing possessions to to put it all together in a game like be able to just take a take a deep breath here and, and just, I mean, it's just gotta feel good. No question. And and I, I think that even the ones we didn't when we missed a shot, I thought we did a good job of getting back and continuing to guard and our offense didn't affect our defense. And and that kept us in rhythm. And that's hard to do. It, it, it's very difficult to come down and miss two, three shots in a row and continue to play defense um, to the best of your ability. And I, I thought we did a good job of that this evening. You know, as far as that ball movement goes, you know, especially with Cam Parker, uh, Michael had a really nice pass out of the double team to Cam in the first half to get a three. I mean, did you feel the ball movement was as good as it's been from everybody that, in this game? Yeah, we controlled it. We got a shot every possession. I, you know, the two, the two of the five turnovers, the seven turnovers we had in the first half, one was a charge, and 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 maybe that it was. I, I don't know. And the other one was they called the travel on Josh, and he had actually dribbled the ball, and the official didn't see the ball hit the floor. And that's a five-point turnaround. We, we'd be up 10 at half instead of five. So we felt really good about the fact that we were getting a shot every possession for the most part and told you guys that they just continue to, to share and have enough patience to get into six, five, four, three, two, one, and continue to play that you'll get a shot. And, and that's what happened for us in the second half. As far as guarding their three-pointers, I mean, you had guys like Josh, Kyle, out on the, you know, on the three-point line, closing shooters out, you know, not falling for ball fakes, any things like that. Like, how big was that, you know, especially that's such a huge part of Weber State's offense? Well, one of the hardest things to do is tell a guy to take take away the three, but also get off and help others in penetration. And I thought this was the first time we did a good job of both. where We, we squeezed, we, we closed down the lanes, and then we recovered. Um, and we helped each other out when we weren't there. And, and so... When you scramble as well as we did today, you have a chance. Yeah, I was just going to throw you know, probably the best offensive game and maybe the best full game for Josh Bannon this year. Um, what can you what can you really say about him? He was phenomenal on both sides of the, of the floor. But, you know, I think the biggest thing for him was, he, you know, Gerard goes two for five in the second half, and he was on fire in the first half. And Bannon started guarding him about, you know, maybe the six-minute mark in the first half. And from that point forward, it slowed him up pretty well. And, and I thought the size gave us a chance because he's bigger than most of our guards. Um, and so our versatility defensively was impactful to the, for the win. But Bannon played, you know, a very balanced game on both sides. And we've been needing that out of him all year. That's your wild card. Your wild card, to be certain. Montana was all in on Josh Bannon early. And I think they're still all in on his potential. Uh, but they were really hitching their wagons, having him do a lot of really complicated and elevated responsibilities for a guy who's an uh, international player from Australia and a true freshman. But it seems like uh, now that he's not being expected to shoulder so much of a apparent load, he's actually performing better. And he was great last night. Uh, he made all of his field goal attempts. Finished with 13 points, uh, including hitting a three-pointer. And uh, like DeCurita said, he definitely was a wild card. It is Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here, also on SWX Montana Television. The Grizz and Weber State, they play again on Saturday at noon. Sports are back, and you can watch the game. Now the Silver Slipper Slipper will be streaming the Grizz game, as well as the Lady Grizz game as well. 55 TVs for you to watch all the action. Drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else. You should be watching your favorite teams. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. 
Card rooms back open with games nightly at 7 p.m. Just call or text 333-1500. That's 333-1500. Or visit MissoulaPoker.com for more information. Stop by and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. Got to keep it rolling. Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head coach, joins us next to break down his team's 93-76 loss to Eastern Washington. It is Nuanas Now. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Hey there. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great Friday. Maybe you got off work early. Maybe you're going to work right now. Maybe you're on the swing shift. I don't know. Whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a good day. It's above zero today, so that's uh, it's a good start here in the great state of Montana. It is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide. On the television, SWX Montana. Appreciate SWX for being a part of all these broadcasts. Check out SWX tomorrow to watch Eastern Washington at Montana State. That should be a good game. Last night in Bozeman, back and forth for the first 10 minutes of action uh, between Eastern Washington and Montana State. This was a pair of teams that entered the action with just two league losses each, basically a showdown for first place. But Montana State was coming off of its first two league losses of the season. They got swept at Weber State last weekend. And uh, they needed a response, and they didn't really have one. Montana State, the first six games of Big Sky Conference play was the best defensive team in terms of scoring defense. They were allowed about 61.5 points per game. Over the last three, two losses to Weber State, and then last night's 93-76 loss, the Cats have given up 90 points per game during that three-game losing streak. And uh, at the 10-minute mark, about 10 minutes in the game, Jabril Bello, Montana State's big man, he went up for a pass in the key. He grabbed it, and on his way back down, he hit his elbow across Tanner Groves' chin. Knocked Groves to the floor. Bellow's 6'9", 250. Groves goes about 6'11", 245. And uh, he's definitely one of the most improved players in the conference, period, both physically and skill-wise. But Groves goes to the bench. He, first of all, he's on the court for a little while. He gets up, goes to the bench. They review it. They, realize, they determine it's unintentional. But uh, it looked like Groves is shaken up. Well, Groves comes in about uh, less than a, than a minute later. And that point, when he went out, he had four points and three rebounds. Well, that really ignited him. He basically erupted. <laughs> you basically made the giant erupt because uh, the big man from Eastern Washington, he went crazy. He scored 22 more points to finish with 26 points, tying a career high. He grabbed 10 more rebounds to finish with 13 rebounds. So he had his fifth double-double of Big Sky Conference play already. He's averaging 19 points and 10 rebounds per game in conference play. And uh, he, he's definitely in the mix. He's, he's for sure the absolute front runner to win. If there was a most improved player award, he would be it. But he is definitely one of the front runners for uh, league MVP honors as well. After the game, we talked to Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle. Here's Coach Sprinkle after his team's third straight loss. 
everything. <laughs> so, no, they just – they're the best passing team in the league. And I, I think I said that this week. Like, if you make a mistake defensively, they, they just make you pay for it. And they got shooters all over the place, and they got the best post guy in the league. You know, I mean, he's playing like the MVP of the league, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, he's just – he's really hard to stop. And even when you double him, he's he's a great passer. And then they got shooters all over the place. So they, they really put you in a predicament. And tonight we just couldn't – we didn't slow him down at all tonight. Um, you, you talk so much about wanting to be a, a defensive team. Um, I guess just how important is it to, to maybe improve from this and, and, and get back to that? Yeah, I mean, the last two weeks, I, I still want to be a defensive team. And uh, we're not even close right now. Um, you know, we got we to gotta get a lot better in the next 36 hours. You know, or it's going to be a long night. We got we to gotta compete. We got to gotta make it tough on them. You know, we got to be able to guard one-on-one better and, and – there's a lot of things we need to do, but, you know, we got we got to compete. Um, I guess you've mentioned how, you know, having the shooters all over, how hard that is to guard. Um, how much is that kind of an example of, of maybe the way you want to play? I mean, I, yeah, that's – that's ideally that's exactly how I'd like to play. You know, and especially the way they share the ball and move it. You know, there's no wasted dribbles. You know, they space you out. And they, they do a great job playing off each other. You know, they let the ball find the open shot. And, the, you know, they're the perfect – they could be the terminology of that, letting letting the ball find the shot, you know, the way they move it. And, and whoever gets it, he's open, knock it down, you know. And, I mean, it seems like the last two games, like teams haven't missed a free throw against us. I think Weber was 28 to 30, and tonight I think they were close to that, or 28 to 29. And so, you know, we got to do a better job not fouling too because I think that's when the game got away from us. You know, it was a one-point game, and then we fouled them on two straight three-point shots. Pretty much like no other team in the league – they don't ever seem to have lulls. It seems like it's not even just a game of runs. They just consistently can score at such a high level. I mean, is there a way to implement some sort of mentality to maybe make them go cold for a minute? I mean, how do you how do you break what seems just like a constant streak from start to finish in a game? No, and they've been like that for the past, you know, seven, eight years. Like, they, uh, it, it's hard for them to go in a lull because they have five scores on the floor at all times. And when they're getting clean shots, they're going to make them 50% of the time. You know, I mean, a, a low for them is going two for five or two for six, but then, you know, you still got to score with them. And then all of a sudden, if you have that low offensively, you know, they just make you pay. And it's like, they just keep coming in waves, like you mentioned. And it's, you know, we have to find a way on Saturday at noon, you know, to be able to get, you know, multiple stops in a row. Now that you're into kind of the meat of the league schedule, are you seeing people guard your backcourt differently, specifically Xavier? No, not really. Uh, you know, I mean, Eastern, they don't get credit for how good of a defensive team they are. You know, I think a lot of it is because they're so good offensively, people don't want to talk about their defense. But I think they do a really good job of, you know, scouting report defense. Like, they know their personnel, and they do a great job, like, staying in front. It's hard to beat them off the dribble. And even when you do, they do a great job protecting the rim. You know, Kim Aiken's flying around. You know, Grove's a big dude. You know, he's 6'11", you know, and, and moves his feet well and chests up. And so they, they make you earn it. You know, and I don't think they get enough credit defensively for how good they are. Last one for me. I mean, how important is it to just move on from this and get ready for Saturday rather than having it, you know, affect Saturday's performance? Yeah, you know, and, and that's what good teams do. You know, and the locker room talk after the game, I – I didn't say anything. I just said, hey, we got another game at noon. We got the same team you guys just played. We know what to do. We'll go home. We'll watch the film. We'll meet up tomorrow. You got to let this sting until midnight. Then we got to we gotta get better tomorrow. 
I'll be there tomorrow. My first time covering a game at Brick Breeding Fieldhouse since, oh, let's see, March 3rd of last year. Amazing that it's been that long. Strange times to be sure. You're listening to Nuanez now. Missoula and Montana's favorite daily sports talk show right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, joining us, and uh, we appreciate him being there. Taylor Groves got all the headlines, but Michael Meadows, Kim Aiken there, both lights out as well. Meadows scored a tw- uh, career-high 21 points, including 17 points in the first half. He hit seven of his first 10 shots last night in Bozeman. And Kim Aiken, who's an all-Big Sky player, he scored 20 points, including 15 in the second half as well. All of that was to overshadow the fact that Jacob Davison was nowhere to be found. Reports out of Eastern is that he has a non-COVID illness, uh, but he was not in the building uh, in Bozeman last night. So he did not make the trip. He's the preseason Big Sky MVP in Eastern Washington. Didn't miss a beat in their 93-76 win over Montana State. Hey, we live in this great state so we can enjoy it. If you're a business owner, you know how hard you work, sometimes at the expense of your own free time. That's where Black Bookkeeping and Consulting comes in. Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services is a virtual bookkeeper that helps small businesses organize, maintain, and grow, which helps you keep your business running smoothly and gives you more time to do what you love. Right now, receive 50% off cleaning up your 2020 books if you just get a free consultation, blackbookkeeping.com, to schedule that free consultation today. Chicken doesn't know sports. On the other side, Nuanez now. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. What's going on, Montana? Thanks for tuning in on your Friday. Listen to Nuanez now. I'm cool through Nuanez. Each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. Broadcasting live. Everything you need to know. From around the Treasure State and around, let's, I mean, we talk about every corner of the earth sometimes. I can't wait for the Olympics to get going again. Definitely going to be one of my favorite things. I hope it uh, commences sooner than later. You can also watch us each and every weekday from 4 to 6 on SWX Montana Television. Or you can also listen to us on the live stream. All you got to do is go to 1029ESPN.com, click on Listen Live. The live stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. I know it's one degree, maybe two degrees right now, so you're sitting there thinking, well, it's not baseball season. But you got to get your arm in shape. I remember as a baseball player all through high school, yeah, you want to start throwing in February no matter what, else you're going to be in trouble uh, by the time tryouts roll around, by the time you start playing Legion ball. it's uh, It ain't good. And... Uh, so right now, the Missoula Mavericks, they are opening up their uh, warehouse. They also have a winter skills clinic coming uh, up. You can have you can go to MissoulaMavericks.com. You can join the Mavs for four weeks of baseball fundamental skill building. Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m., starting on this upcoming Tuesday. They also have uh, dates for uh, the 23rd 
of February, as well as March 2nd and March 9th at the Mavericks Indoor Practice Facility. It's a maximum of 20 players, ages 7 through 12. The cost is $50 for all four sessions. So that's a pretty good deal. Basically, uh, you're going to get four sessions for 50 bucks each of the next four Tuesdays. Contact Ginger Clausen if you have any questions. 406-544-4433. That's 544-4433 to get a hold of Ginger Clausen. Or you can go to MissoulaMavericks.com for more information. You can also find the sign-up form there. Thanks to our uh, good buddy friend of the show, Nick Davis, for sending that over. Always good information for everybody to know. You know what day it is. You know what time it is. It's time for your favorite segment of the week. It is the Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. And Carolyn is here to educate us. It's going to be phenomenal. And she's not going to spend half her segment selling you raffle tickets for free skis. That's already done. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I bought all the tickets. I do want to publicly thank you, Coulter, for buying two raffle tickets. You bums out there. You should have as well. Yep. Not a one listener. And I will remember this, people. (laughs) It's okay. Uh... I mean, I like gambling, and this is just like uh, adolescent gambling, so it's perfect for gambling me. Gambling on adolescence. Uh, sure. <laughs> Sounds illegal. <laughs> I know. Oops. Uh, Carol, what do you got this week? It's a slow week. No more Super Bowl. You can't whine about Tom Brady. Oh, but I can. Yeah, you can. Um, And I will. Okay. A, Tom Brady won another Super Bowl. Doesn't it seem like it was a year ago that that already happened? It didn't happen last year, right? Because did he? No, I'm just saying, win? like, I just seemed like the Super Bowl was. Like, oh, it seems like a it's long already time been ago, a year. That was this Sunday. Um, sure. So Tom Brady had a little too much fun at his Super Bowl boat parade. Okay. And um, he arrived in his own two million dollar boat, and they cruised through the waterways, enjoying drinks. And Tom Brady. I assumed was going to celebrate with some Martinelli's apple cider, mm. but looks like he got a little buzz on. Well, good. I'm sure yeah. Gronk got a big buzz on. Oh, yeah. Gronk was wasted, but you don't <laughs> see Tom Brady like this. This is what happens when you eat avocado or you eat sweet potato toast instead of chips. You don't lay a base. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? Like so you got to eat some carbs. you have to eat some really bad food. No right. What. Yeah. So it's a so, vicious cycle. There's some really hilarious video of him just super buzzed coming off the boat, like giggling like a little schoolgirl having her first sip of champagne. I, you know, of all the things I hate about Tom Brady, I'm excited for him that he got a buzz on. I am too. I'm sure he was felt very out of control. The only thing I like about Tom Brady is the fact that him and Rob Gronkowski really do just talk smack to the whole world about the fact that they just never stop winning. It is pretty funny. Can we talk about Rob Gronk for a minute? Sure we can. This is off. This isn't even in my notes. I love the Gronk. I do too, but I'm disappointed in him. Why? Because I saw this really great interview with him about how, how he retired and why he retired. Okay. And his brain was like swollen. For sure. And they took two years off. Now it's back. Right. And now his brain's going to get jacked up again. Um, maybe. The, the biggest reason those guys left New England is they had no control over their own careers in New England. Because the New England Patriots is like, it's like working for the Death Star. Like mm. Bill Belichick is Darth Vader and you have no say in anything. It doesn't even matter if you're the most famous athlete in the world like Tom Brady. 
It's Bill Belichick's organization. That's why those guys left. And so, in other words, when Gronk was playing for the Patriots, they were making him do all this inline blocking, and he was just taking a lot more hits. Okay, okay. Now that he plays for the Bucks, it's kind of like, hey, Rob, you feel like running a route? Okay, we'll throw you the ball. Like, it's way less physical for Okay, him. well, good, because I saw this great interview with him on, like, CBS this morning or yeah. something, and he was really talking about his health and why mm-hmm. he retired and that he, he needed to take care of himself and that he showed side-by-side photos of his head mm-hmm. and like the difference and how much healthier he felt. And then I felt like he sold out. But if he's, if they're not, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different factors. I mean, if you look at him, he's, he's significantly lighter now. I mean, he's still an enormous person, but he has the build of a really tall wide receiver now instead of a tight end. Like you can tell he's lost a lot of weight. He's a lot more lean, which I think inherently is just better for you. And uh, he's only 31 years old. I mean, he, the guy is a natural born. I mean, he's one of the most natural born football players that they, we've seen in the NFL. I just, I never believed he was going to walk away forever. He's just too, mm. he's too obsessed with the game. I think. Well, I mean, that's fine. I like everything about him except how much he likes Tom Brady. <laughs> I think that Rob Gronkowski just likes everybody, and he just realized that if he could get with Tom, it's like, okay, well, that guy wins a lot. That'll be fun. Yeah. I don't think he, like, really just loves Tom's lifestyle. I don't think Gronk is eating sweet potato chips or Oh, no. That guy (laughs) puts away Doritos like it's nobody's business. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gronk's winning right now. That is for sure. He's uh, he's got about everything you'd ever want in life, so. Yeah, he's got a hot girlfriend that he hasn't proposed to after six years. What's with that? Oh, they're not engaged or anything? No. Oh, boy. Yeah. He needs to get Uh, going. You know, she... It's about as good as it gets. If she is on the cover of Sports Illustrated, I don't know. I don't think you're really going to do anything Yeah, lock that down, Gronk. All right. Maybe she doesn't want to marry him. I don't blame her. It was a great small... Actually, I can't tell this. Never mind. <laughs> I had a small world Montana connection to Gronk, but the people involved, I actually can't tell the story. So Okay, so. well... I guess it's been on the record because of the Gladiator podcast about Aaron Hernandez. I won't tell all the stories. I'll just tell the connection. Dane Fletcher, who's from Bozeman, Montana, who's my same age, who I played high school football against and whatever, and then played at Montana State. He then played for the Patriots for six years, and he was roommates with Rob Gronkowski when they were both young guys. Oh. And uh, that's where the stories can't be told because all the stories after that are, I think, not radio appropriate. rated But it's just really funny that the Patriots were so naive to think, oh, we got this guy from Montana. That guy will keep Gronkowski under control. Yeah, Literally no. Doesn't know that, like, the guys from Montana no, are the, the ones. Worst. The worst. Yeah. The absolute worst. Yeah. Um, good talk. Good talk. So moving on. Um, Portland Trail Blazers star. Damian Lillard? No. Uh, CJ McCollum. Inez. Inez. Enes Cantor. Yeah. He took an elbow to a game uh, last night. Elbow to the face? Um, yeah. Down to the game. Elbow to the game. I was like, <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting slang. That's my new slang. Uh, taking an elbow to the game, people. No. Okay. He took an elbow to the face. Bled everywhere. Okay. Got stitches. Yeah. Came right back. Well, yeah, he's from Turkey. He's he's tough. Turks are tough. He's turkey tough. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well. Ennis Cantor has such a crazy story. So Ennis Cantor is from Turkey. Mm-hmm. He wanted to come to America to go to college. The Turkish government wouldn't like let him leave. So then he had to go play somewhere in Europe before then for a year. So then he, when he came over here, he actually came from the European League instead of from college. And... He has been very vocal about voting rights in Turkey because that's been they're very far behind the times when it comes to the democratic process. 
Because of this, he is one of the number one enemies of the state, and the Turkish government wants to execute him. Oh, my God. So he can't leave the United States. It's not a problem in the NBA because there's only one international team. But when he's playing for the Boston Celtics, they are in the same division as the Toronto Raptors. So they have to go to Toronto twice. So Cantor would have to stay home because he can't go across the border because he's so wanted in Turkey that the Turkish agents will be waiting for him. Oh, my God. In Canada. Crazy podcast. If you listen to Bill Simmons' podcast, go find the episode with Ennis Cantor. He has basically had to sacrifice all contact with his entire family for the last seven years. He cannot speak to his mom and dad or his siblings. It's crazy. This reminds me of the 1980s movie um, with Mikhail Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines. Okay. When he, um, he's a Russian baller, ballerino. Okay. <laughs> and he escapes. And then their plane has to make an emergency landing in Russia. Uh-huh. And then he gets... What's the movie? This reminds me of the 1980s movie starring Mikhail Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines, White Knights. Okay. He, Mikhail Baryshnikov's character escaped Russia, the communist Russia, and became a famous dancer. Yeah. And then his plane had to make an emergency landing and... um, I don't remember the rest, but I remember it was really good. <laughs> so maybe we could do a remake, but call it Trailblazing Turkey. Wow. Thank you. I'll be uh, here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Trailblazing Turkey. <laughs> well, I love Cantor. Hope his eye heals back up. I was just impressed. If you look at the pictures, it was, A, all that blood cannot be COVID-friendly. I right. don't know if you can get COVID through blood, but I don't think so. Um, but also, it did not look good, and he just went and got stitches. I don't even think they numbed him. I think they just like stitched him up, and he went right back out there. Yeah, I'm not surprised by this at all. This is MVP status. This <laughs> Cantor can't play defense, so he can't win the MVP. But he is a great character in in the NBA, and I love uh, I love his story. It is the chick who doesn't know sports on Nuanez. Now we do this each and every Friday. It's presented by the Iron Grizz. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Carolyn, what else do you have? So the Australian Open is going on. It is. It's, well, how hot is it down there? Because usually the Australian Open is like 100 degrees when it's like negative 2 here, and it's such a weird dichotomy. It's probably 100 degrees. Um, but during the open, the Australian Open this week, Rafael Nadal. I know I can't. Nadal. 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 Rafael Nadal. Seventy-eight degrees and oh, that sunny sounds glorious. In Sydney right now. Oh my God, that sounds dreamy. Rafael Nadal. There was a heckler, and okay. he's just pl- trying to play his game. He's trying sure. to win his match, okay. and he hears all sorts of craziness in the stands, and this woman is flipping him off. There's a picture of her flipping him off. Okay. She has no reason. I mean, besides, like, it's not like she knows him. Okay. I mean, it's not like he's, whatever. Anyway, so apparently um, she was really into the guy he was playing, and she was trying to distract Raphael, and um, she she flipped him off, and then she got escorted out, and he was laughing. Wow. And he won. And he won. Yeah. He did win. He did win. Wow, okay. So, A, this is very poor tennis etiquette. <laughs> Indeed it is. As a tennis person, I can't believe you don't know Rafael Nadal. I can't believe you're not, like, totally in love with him. I, listen, I have way too many other things to worry about, like the Framing Britney Spears documentary. <laughs> okay? Nadal's just, like, right up your alley. All right, well, I'll Google him. I mean, Here's he's, my... he's Spanish. He's handsome. He's... 
one of the two best tennis players in, in the history of the game. I don't know. Huh. Listen, I'm the chick who doesn't know sports. <laughs> I only play my own tennis. You really don't know if you don't know Raphael to eight all. But listen, this reminds me of a really funny story. Okay. And I'm going to take yeah, you back wait. to 2000. A young A-Rod was playing yeah. for uh, Houston? Seattle. Texas. Texas. He just signed with the Rangers. Yes, he had just signed the with... The contract that broke the sports world. Yes. Ten years, $250 he had, million. Dollars. He had just signed. And did he play third... Shortstop. Shortstop. And then he okay. moved to third base when he went to the Yankees. Okay. So, A-Rod was in the news. This was a different time. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have anything. No, I this was when the only thing you got was off a of Sports Center. I'll never forget yeah. Charlie Steiner from ESPN reading the contract and doing a double take and then just tipping over. He's laughing so hard because he couldn't fathom that there was a $250 million contract yeah. that just got signed. And he was so young. So young. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd only been in the bigs for four or five years. Yeah, this was this was the contract that changed it all. So I'm living in California, living the L.A. lifestyle. Ooh. Yeah, you know it. Laguna Beach. And so we go down to an Angels game. Okay. And it was like one of A-Rod's first games. So yeah. he was pretty big, like in the news. We had, I worked in media, so I had like right there seats, front uh-huh, row, uh-huh. right up at third uh-huh, base. Uh-huh. We heckled A-Rod. Oh, I bet you did. So hard. Jeez. We gave him, I think I made him cry. (laughs) I think if you asked A-Rod, he would remember. That's how hard I heckled him. Oh, my God. I did not get thrown out because it wasn't tennis. What a character Alex Rodriguez is in the history of Americana. Amazing. Yeah. He's just been hated for his entire life. Only for being great. I don't care. See, I don't hate him. I hate Tom Mm. Brady. I don't hate A-Rod. Well, they're the same. No. Actually, you want to know what? What? A-Rod's way worse. Well. Because he's way more greedy. You want to know the one far part about Tom Brady that's underrated? What? Tom Brady's never, never for one second chased being the highest paid player in football or in his position. That's why he's been so successful. Because he he, he takes good but not great money, and then the teams can, they can spend more money on everybody else. Well, I still hate him. Um, anyway, fine. so it was a fun time. Fun times in the year 2000. Maybe even 99. I can't remember. Yeah, okay. I was young. Uh, chick who doesn't know sports, 1029 ESPN Missoula. What else you got? All right, last story. Okay. It's kind of a downer. Okay. Um, Andy Reid's son, Britt, is yeah. no longer a mem- member of the, K- the Chiefs coaching staff. Not surprised by this. He admitted to having had some drinks and taking Adderall before he got in that accident. Yikes. Um, which you guys know, I'm sure, that he hit a, a vehicle that had two young children in it. Right. And one of the young, uh, the young five-year-old girl is in pretty bad shape. Critical condition. Yeah. Yes. So, um, hopefully he will be, you know, um, held accountable, but he's definitely not on the coaching staff anymore. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. It's, uh, Unfortunately, Andy Reid's kids have gotten in trouble a lot, and that's not the first time he's gotten in trouble. So, Oh, really? You wonder if that had an influence on the game on Sunday. Um, I like to think it, it did because the Chiefs didn't look in sync offensively, but uh, definitely a bad situation for everybody involved. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to send you off on your weekend on a high note. So I just can't believe <laughs> I just can't believe you don't know who Rafael Nadal is. All right, I'll do some research. You need to do some research. I mean, he's the greatest tennis player well, of all time, besides chi- Roger Federer. This chick did not think so, because she was pretty uh, teed up about him for some I, reason. You know, in America, we kind of get stuck in our own little bubble, 
and uh, I think everybody says, you know, I'd love to go watch a Raiders game or a Broncos game or whatever. I'd love to go to Yankee Stadium. I think some of these international uh, sporting events like the Australian Open or uh, Wimbledon or, uh, you know, the World Cup I just think that those would be like so next level to go to. Oh, I would love to go to Wimbledon. Right. And watch Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go to Wimbledon. I think that would be amazing. What? And I'd actually like to play with a wooden racket on Wimbledon tennis courts. That would be great. That's like my dream, ultimate dream. One last question for you. You brought up Serena Williams, speaking of tennis, several yeah. weeks ago. And there was all this scuttle that people were saying that she was uh, too heavy what did you think of her basically uh, backhanded retort to the American public with multiple Super Bowl commercials of her dressed in fitness clothing, promoting fitness uh, products? Well, I, as you know, I did not watch any of the Super uh, Bowl. Yeah, right. so I missed all of the um, commercials. However, I think that she is incredibly in shape. I mean, she yeah, is of course. I mean, solid muscle. Yeah, she was She was looking real fly. She was looking real good. Yeah, I think she's awesome. I love her. And I think uh, I think that was a nice middle finger to some of those comments. <laughs> you need to do your homework and watch that Serena, uh, Being Serena on HBO. I, I know. I just, I started it, but then that Tiger Woods documentary uh, came uh, out and uh, I had to watch that instead. It is the chick who doesn't know sports. We do it every Friday. It's proudly presented by the Iron Grizz American Bistro right here in Missoula, located at the University of Montana Golf Course. Nice. Can I say something about the Iron Grizz American Bistro? Oh, yes, Bistro? you can. You certainly can. I have to say, their service is beyond anything in town. And I'm not, I'm sorry to anyone else. They have the best service in town. They I've, do. They have the, some of the best everything. It's yeah. all, it's just sustainable. Pretty much all the stuff that they got there is either locally sourced or they in fact grow it. Uh, I mean, it's awesome. UM Dining Services does a phenomenal job yeah. with running that, that establishment. It is, if you haven't checked it out, it is absolutely one of, it's not just good food. It's like one of the nicest dining experiences you will have in Missoula. It is. They have a fire going. They've got those little igloos outside. They've got it socially distanced. They have, but I've been there a few times in the last couple months. Sure. And I have not ever had a bad experience. Yeah, it's great. No, it's awesome. It's and I am hard to please. <laughs> she is hard to please. <laughs> Chicken does no sports. We'll be back next Friday. Thanks, Carolyn. Love having a little fun on a Friday. Hour one in the books on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Hour two coming at you. Johansi Manzanera's defensive end for the 1995 National Championship Grizzlies. On the other side, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, swinging by as well. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.